0: Traveling
1: the Vortex. We've joined the unit team in their steadfast defense of Earth during episode 518. Cybermen we can handle, but fighting Osgood, that's another thing. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys doing, guys? good i'm I well. am sore and tired oh why are you sore and tired we spent the weekend moving out of the house oh. because we are getting ready to close oh. on our sale wow very cool yep so but we're in very tired and sore for where, it where are you moving to in the interim we are moving in with my father so okay. i'm currently set up in my dad's kitchen to record oh i see <laughs> yeah he's got a nice island thing with good place to clamp the microphone to nice yeah so we just moved in here saturday oh well so I just third night here
0: would you do anything else you probably didn't have time to do anything else after
1: doing that all
2: week. sure did not <laughs> sean did you do anything this week we uh, went out and bought the rest of the bricks that we needed to, um, in theory, finish off the rest of the patio that we are putting in in the back. And Mel was a trooper because I wasn't going to do it, so she uh, she did all the heavy lifting. And uh, just about done, so it's looking good. And then uh, we did a little bit of fun and took Shy out to go see Sonic 2. Mm. Uh,
0: Mason and I saw Sonic 2, too. What do you as, think? As well. I enjoyed it. I thought it was... Um as good, if not better than the first one. Um, and I really, really, I, I'm really enjoying Jim Carrey because it's, it's old Jim Carrey, you know, it's Jim Carrey that I think we're familiar with. And I I know that that routine can kind of get old, but I think we've been away from that kind of manic character that he does long enough now. And it, it seems to work for these films. And so, Yeah, I I really liked that. I I thought it was interesting that they didn't. They kind of sidelined James Marsden for a while, Uh, but I see why they did because they had some character development to do. And uh, uh, Idris Elba as uh, Knuckles is probably the best thing (laughs) about the movie. He is so fun, so much fun, and so funny. Uh, And he's he's the straight man, but it's because he's the straight man is what makes it so funny in the in the situations. So. Yeah, it was good. We really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. For somebody who I, I, I never really played Sonic, I, it was just a game series that I never really got into, but we had such a good time with the first one that we were, we were all pretty excited and jazzed about the second one. And Chai was really looking forward to it and we went and saw it. And I, it was just familiar enough that when they would throw something out there, I would get excited and go, Oh, that's from the video game. I yeah. recognize that, <laughs> you know, um, So, but it's, it is, it was just a lot of fun.
0: Well, Mason gets a lot more out of it than I do. He sees all the little Easter eggs and odds because he has played every game backwards and forward. And he knows all about everything Sonic. So, uh, the one thing that I did, uh, really enjoy was, um, our, my family for years has played and uh, not a lot of people know about this game. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's like a sleeper game or anything and it's, but, uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine has always been one of our favorites. But we every time we tell somebody about it, they're like, what is that? Well, when we saw that the coffee shop was called the Mean Bean, we all kind of just fist-bumped at the same time. It was, it was so funny. And then uh, when they reveal all of the electronic stuff inside, Caitlin goes, oh, now it is the Mean Bean Machine. So... We really got a kick out of that, and then of course I got a kick out of, and, and Sean probably you could relate uh, when he finds the uh, owner's manual or the the yeah uh, the uh, user's manual for the big uh, mech, and he holds it up, and it's one of the classic old so- uh, Sega Game Book style game yeah. manuals. I kind of did a nice. whoosh, so I got something out of that one, but
2: yeah, there there are many. Um, such uh easter eggs and 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 visual gags and and things of that nature and uh yeah i agree with you. I, I just uh, jim carrey is it's he, he, he I, I can't say necessarily it's it's old school because he's not as manic as you know the ace ventura or uh yeah you know, it is Dave, it is
0: still it is still a bit muted yeah
2: it's it's dialed down but it, it just he fits this character so well you know with with robotnik with the the, the way that it's portrayed and He's just so fun. (laughs) It's just so much fun with it. So, yeah, it's it's a blast. It's a great movie. So, other than that, now we haven't 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 done much. A lot of work. We saw uh, Morbius
0: last weekend. How Um, is it? It's not as number one. It's not as terrible as people are making it out to be. It's a fun movie. I would go as far to say as it's a pretty good movie along the same lines as for me, Venom, uh, was a fun movie. It's nothing. I mean, it's nothing mind blowing. It's nothing even on par with any of the Marvel, uh, universe stuff. Um, but Jared Leto does a good job. Matt Smith is probably the best part of it. Um, he's, he, really good i don't want to say anything because it, you know, i don't want, i don't know how much anybody knows about the the movie but he does a, a phenomenal job um the 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 negatives of it is it's it's uh, feels like a very disjointed film it feels it feels like maybe it got chopped up a little bit and some of the consistency in the flow of the story doesn't work as well as it should and uh the other thing that i i felt that it lacked was uh, enough of the character or mythos of 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 the characters. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. to just kind of throw the action right at and in front of you, and, and it doesn't give you any of those beats that pay off later in the film. I mean, it does have some of those, but there are a lot of times that I feel like they could have dropped something earlier that would have paid off on something that happened later uh, better than it does. So there's that. And then there's a there's no after after credits, but there's a mid credit scene, and it's I can't even talk about it because it's so messed up. <laughs> I, I, heard,
2: it. I, I heard that that was <laughs> like I got,
0: I got we got done with it. Mason and I just looked at each other like, "What? <laughs> how does that even work?" <laughs> so that's all I'll say is, "How does that even work?" <laughs> Anyway, I I would recommend seeing it. I don't, you could probably wait till it's you know streaming or on Blu-ray, um, but uh, yeah, I I it was worth seeing it. I it didn't waste my time and I you know didn't waste my money on it.
2: Well, that's uh not exactly a glowing review, but that it's it's a positive review, which I've not heard many of. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll I'll take positive at this point.
0: It's definitely I can say this. It's definitely set in the Venom verse. Most definitely set in the the Venomverse. Um, How it will relate to the MCU at any point is to be seen, with the exception of one thing that I can't spoil.
2: Okay. (laughs) I also uh, watched Star Trek The Motion Picture, the 4K Director's Edition that dropped on Paramount Plus this week. And uh, I have a review uh, that I've posted over there on uh, Flicks with Friends, but I will just say that I don't don't know if anybody's a fan of this movie. I have become more and more and more and more and more of a fan as the years have gone on. Um, I know fandom in general is not terribly kind to the motion picture because it's kind of slow and plotting. Let me tell you, if you are one of those people that thinks that the motion picture is slow and plotting, you need to give this a shot if you've never seen the motion picture, you definitely need to give this a shot. It feels like after 43 years, they finally finished it. Hmm. Unlike the star Wars special editions, which were kind of just done because Lucas, you know, wasn't really happy and wanted to tweak them a little bit. This was a fundamental restructuring of the film from top to bottom. There was a lot of editing done. There was a lot of special effects work done. There was a lot of, um, audio and sound and um, dialogue, different different dialogue takes that were done. Uh, and all of this was done initially under the uh, supervision of Robert Wise back in 2009 when they did it for the DVD release, but they weren't working with the original film masters because they were doing it for a DVD release. So the team that worked on it then now had access to the uh, original negatives when they went back and were cleaning it up with the 4K and so kind of taking that blueprint went one step further with it to do it the way Robert rise would have done it to begin with
0: yeah oh cool
2: and man it is so imp- I mean this is the best the Enterprise has ever looked on film it is a gorgeous print and um, the film moves well it, uh, it it's I, I can't say enough. Impre- I am super, super, super impressed with this version of it. So, wow. Give it a shot.
0: I, I'll probably go uh, watch it at some point. I'm, I'm, I love the the first one. I think the first one's great. I it's it's not my favorite of all of the the films, but I yeah, I've I've always enjoyed the motion picture. I thought it was one of
2: what one, one of the better films.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never really had that many complaints about it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not it's, as
1: big of a Star Trek fan as the two of you are.
2: It, it's 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 one that, you know, I mean, I I, I like it. I've, I've always liked it, but it has certainly grown on me as I've gotten older, and I find myself gravitating back toward it more and more frequently. In fact, for some reason, it's kind of become a, I feel like I'm watching it like once about every six months now. I just pop it in, and it's just kind of like comfort food. It's just mm-hmm. kind of there, and the Jerry Goldsmith score and everything. It just kind of carries me away, and it's it's just very, you know, it's comforting, uh, but man, this is it's, this is a whole other thing. The lighting is completely off the chart. Like, you you know, you, they walk down a corridor and you're like, my God, is this the same film? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, un, it's unreal how huh. much this difference is. Oh, no. so, and they fixed all of the little niggling things like the, you know, the beautiful matte shot of Vulcan with all of the moons in the sky. Despite the fact that in one of the original series episodes, Spock says Vulcan has no moon. Uh, <laughs> we we fixed it, uh, you know, little things like that. They they went back and and, and tweaked all of that kind of stuff. So the, the, the fanboy in me was very 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 happy. <laughs> nice. And we are getting a, a physical media release in September, so I, I can't wait to own it because it's going to look even better on a on a 4K Blu-ray. So yeah. cool.
0: They all say, Do you collect Doctor Who? Do you have Doctor Who items and you don't know you collect Doctor Who? For all things in the Doctor Who collecting world, tune in to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, a Direction Point Network podcast. I am Larry Van Rysburg and your host, and I have been collecting Doctor Who for 40 years. With popular features like collection protection and the most outrageous offer, we have a lot of fun. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point Network podcast.
1: Did you guys see the uh, Doctor Who podcast that was announced? Doctor Who Redacted? Yeah. That looks like it'll be good. I'm looking forward to listening to that alongside uh, to kind of fill the gap between Easter and whatever we get next.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, move on to this week's review.
1: Unit. Cyber Reality. Coming soon
0: from Big Finish Productions. Unit Cyber Reality.
3: Virtual reality goggles. Very good. I am the overseer of this facility. You're in my house. It's blowing us inside. Faster! Keep climbing. We're gonna run out of stairs. Uh, oh, the head is. Uh. Hold on, Sarah. I'll give you something for the pain. Connection re It's a bridge. A bridge. To where? Another universe. Uh, uh, my head. Filling my head. So many thoughts, so much. You know you were wishing you could have brought your equipment, Osgood. Yes. All well, right now. I'm wishing I could have brought a gun. Stop them! You've got to stop them! They're forming a link! They're letting them in! They're bringing them here! There's something coming through the portal. I can only see their outlines, but they're marching this way! Fire! I am the master. The master. Put down the gun, Kate. Your father could never shoot me in cold blood. And neither could you.
0: <laughs> Big finish. We love stories.
1: Shall we save the world? Game theory. Sam Bishop is missing, lost at sea, imprisoned with a valuable hostage. Units troubleshooter will need all his skills to survive. To save save their comrade, Kate Stewart and Osgood are offered a deadly challenge, but this game might be impossible to win. Bum-
0: oh, I thought it would be more enthusiastic for
1: me, Sean. It's it's a little bit of a slower start, if you're not yeah. familiar with the characters, I could see.
2: Yeah, I guess it, 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 it's, it's good. It's once again, I'm dropped in the middle of something I'm up immediately because I don't know other than Kate and, and I good. I don't know who these people are. Um, but I enjoyed it. I had a few a little issues with it, but yeah, that was good. Somebody else start. I want to, I want to hear some other opinions before I, <laughs> before I tear into it, I want to hear somebody else talk. <laughs>
1: I'll go ahead, Keith. Well, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a few issues with it myself, too. But um, overall, uh, as someone who had listened to all of the unit stories up to this point anyways, this is actually the next of the unit box sets that I was ready for. I just oh. never pulled the trigger and listened to it. So it was kind of cool Convenient. jumping in. And, and, <laughs> yeah, it really worked out well. It was really cool jumping in and listening to... Uh, Listen seeing what's going on because it had been a while since I listened to it. Actually, I take that back. I had not listened to the previous one. I just looked it up. I was I stopped at Assembled, which was volume uh, four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if I were so, I, I was at least familiar. I knew what had happened with Sam previously, and so just being dropped in with him. Being kidnapped somewhere was kind of a cool, oh, all right, and let's go figure out what's going on there. And then, you know, Osgood and Kate doing a cat and mouse kind of race to complete the goals uh, was nice in the fact that it was the two of them together doing their own thing. And a lot of times it's not in these box sets, it hasn't been Kate and Osgood together. It's been Kate directing Osgood to go do something, and then Osgood goes off and does it, and Kate goes off and does something else. So that getting the time of them together, working together, I really enjoyed. That being said, they kind of made them both a little too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they are much smarter than what this story gets credit for. Like, you couldn't figure out that, oh, you're supposed to just wear the goggles the whole time, and you solve all the problems without having to go anywhere? I mean, I was screaming at the speaker <laughs> to put the stupid headset on. It's obviously the headsets, especially near the end when they're, I don't know what to do. And then, yeah, so that was my biggest complaint, was it felt like it dumbed the two characters down too much when they're much smarter than that.
0: Yeah, it tries to make Osgood seems smarter than it portrays her in this but it really does no favors for kate whatsoever and in fact i kept thinking i kept feeling like kate was just bumbling her way through everything and osgood was just basically leading her around for most of the time but i agree osgood even didn't seem as smart or clever as she is in this as well but like you said, Keith, I enjoyed the having the two of them together doing something and them being the forefront of this story because I love the characters. And while I haven't listened to any of the unit uh, stuff yet in the new series, um, I, I, I love when they're together doing stuff. So I, I, I really enjoyed that part of it as well. Um, i was I got to ask you, Keith, the um, Auctioneers, do you know, has that been a uh, group prior or were we learning about them in this one as well.
1: I think we had been, they, they had dropped hints about the auctioneers leading up to this, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, this absolutely. is kind of their big involvement. I mean, this is from what I remember, this is much more than they've had previously. Previously,
0: in Okay. Because well, that's what it kind of felt like that this organization had been around. And I kind of felt like it was, they had already been adversarial to the unit crew. Um, but I don't, even though I feel like there was some background there, I didn't feel like it was necessary to have listened to or heard much of that because I kind of felt like they catch you up to speed, um, of who they are, or at least you get the impression of, of who or what they are. And, and they basically are the, uh, adversary to, to unit for all intents and purposes in this and uh that they're you know later we i think we we discover more that they're collecting the alien technology that's that and using it for their own means but um i liked the concept of that i i think later in the box set it's all kind of wrapped up and and wiped out too soon i would have liked to have seen or or heard more uh, of of some uh back and forth you know so I, I i they were good it was a good villain it was a, you know, a, kind of a the the uh, what am i looking for specter of unit uh, essentially yeah. um, but i was i was kind of kind of saddened that it was dispatched as as quickly and easily as it was uh later of course i'm getting ahead of myself uh, i think the other thing that i felt a little bit like sean dropped into the middle of it was I don't feel like I was familiar enough with Sam Bishop uh, to really care much about the character. They do a good job of making him of some importance to our uh, familiar characters. But I really felt like I needed to know more about what or who he was. I guess he's a on or was that the other guy that was the captain? He's. I
1: guess partially on part auton. okay partially you to go aunt. back to the first box set to learn truly what exactly happened to him. okay essentially they fused auton plastic to his skeleton and so he's like super strong ah. and really durable i see
0: and of course i hear sam bishop and i think oh is this a is this related to you know <laughs> uh to the bishop, Our familiar bishop, who might have been named after Samson, but uh, obviously it wasn't any connection whatsoever.
2: More's the pity.
0: Yeah, more's the pity. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah, this I one. Think
2: I previously uh,
1: Andy had mentioned that it was intended to be hinted that it was a relation, but I think this story kind of... Skews that all off the tracks with all the talk about his great grandfather.
0: Well, yeah, because his great grandfather fought in World War II. He also talked about his mother and father being a a teacher and a bookkeeper or something like that. None of them
1: were army people, so it kind of ruined that. Although I kind of think,
0: I think down the line, if they still wanted to do a connection to that, I think they could have done it in such a way that he's that's kind of his cover story for them. I don't know. That's
1: true. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I like the story. I, I will agree it's the weakest one of the four, and for all the reasons that you said, uh, Keith. But I, I, I thought it was a good story. I Really, I enjoyed it. I'm glad it's on the front end of this box set, because it, it can only get better from there.
2: You guys have pretty much nailed everything um, that the, the were my concerns. It was a good story. It was a lot of fun. Um, once it's revealed that Sam is trapped in this kind of uh, video game loop, the cyber loop, it, we, we didn't dwell on it enough that, you know, because as, as a listener, we're like, uh, okay, we're doing that again. You know what I mean? We're, we're anytime it's a time loop of some sort as a sci-fi fan, you're familiar with that. So yeah. it's like, okay, so how long are we going to take before they catch on to what we've, you know, been let in on? and it wasn't very long at all before they you know so we didn't have to put up with the repetitive nature of it you know they kept the loop fresh where they learned something new each time and surprised us with how the loop reset or or something different happened and who was involved and who wasn't so i appreciated that element of it um being dropped in the middle i caught it pretty quickly on this one Although, like you, I I wish I knew more about Sam to care about him being, I mean, other than just random unit soldier who's been captured, I I wanted to feel that connection a little stronger, which is the danger you run into listening to things out of order. Um, I enjoyed the interaction between uh, uh, Kate and Osgood immensely. It was so bloody obvious from the get-go that they didn't need to leave. That the whole thing was to be solved with the VR helmet. That's what the VR helmet is for. That's why you have a VR helmet. And then Kate goes running off to the car, and I'm like, Keith, I'm screaming at the speaker, going, What? Why? Why? you, What do you? Why? Don't take. Ah. And then the auctioneer is giving them clues. You're virtually there. And I'm like, Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Put two and two together. And uh, so, yeah, the, the fact that, you know, we've got these great characters and they make them kind of dumb was just insidiously frustrating. Um, but OK, um, like you, I, I felt the auctioneers were uh, a great villain that, wow, I was hoping that there was more of them in the past that <laughs> would have led up to this. Um, but uh, I, I'm also I'm glad this one was right at the beginning because. It it was a, a it was it was a good story, not a great story, but for first one in a, in the set. I'm I'm okay with that because it kind of kicked things off, and um, it was a good one to kind of dip your toe into the waters of unit to set the stage, as it were. Yeah. So yeah, no, I didn't hate it at all. I have to admit,
0: I did not. I didn't think it was as obvious to me, and and I think I'll I'll get to why I think that you guys are correct. But it wasn't obvious to me that they had to stay there. Um, but I know when they left, then I felt like I was getting lost because I sort of felt like, well, what was the point of telling us about this virtual reality thing and these goggles if now we're off to do another thing? And so it, I didn't really put two and two together until I got to the end of it when they said, oh, we weren't supposed to leave. We Everything was there at the start. I thought, OK, that was dumb plotting then because – I got confused as to where you were going and why you were doing this, not really thinking, you know, not knowing initially that they had to stay there until it was revealed, but then thinking, well, then you guys should have been smarter than that and figured that much out. So that that was one of the frustrations for me. So that's why I think you guys are right that it was obvious. I just missed it uh, initially until we can't mm. come back to it.
2: Mm.
0: I think they were counting on that, but you can't count on that with everybody that's going to listen either. So. Uh, let me pause real quick. Are you, uh, uh, Keith, is he Skyping out on your end? Am I? No, no. He is, uh, Sean Skyping on
1: your end. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Shall we move on to telepresence? Yes. Yes. Testing salvaged equipment. Osgood leads Colonel Shindy and Josh Carter on a strange expedition. To uncharted territory, a virtual world. When the team is attacked, Kate tries to assist, but it seems the technology itself is doing all it can to tear her apart from her people. Bum bum bum.
0: I would agree. I think this one, <laughs> this one's better uh, than the than the previous one. Um, I liked. I thought that was kind of a neat uh, setup for using this virtual equipment in order this virtual world to transfer yourself to a different dimension yet still being connected to a physical body back here. Uh, I thought it was cool when they were when they were discovering or rationalizing that there were perhaps things that if they believed they could do, they could do it. That was kind of neat that that ended up happening and ended up helping them as well. Um, It's a little obvious, but I'll forgive them because the Cybermen are plastered on the plastered on the front of this. And when they're talking about <sighs> me- metallic worms, I keep thinking, okay, you guys don't want to get near those. <laughs> so I know exactly what those are going to be. But again, I can forgive them because we knew going into this, this was going to be a Cyberman story.
1: Um, I kind of wish they had kept that secret. because Yeah, it would have worked in off listening to the first two stories, the review at the, in the beginning of Part three would have been mind blowing. Of holy crap, there are Cybermen now! But now it's just the waiting game of getting to the Cybermen. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. So let, let me tell you, as somebody who did not see the cover art, what a <laughs> mind blowing reveal this was, <laughs> or
1: even the title.
2: Yeah. Cyber no, reality. Cyber reality. When they when they went into the helmet thing, I I never <coughs> never made the connection at all. Was just total. I hit hook line and sinker bit on this, okay, and we're doing the thing, and what a cool idea, and okay, <coughs> and then all of a sudden, Cybermen, whoa, yeah, I was, uh, I was easily impressed, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm right there with you, I wish they had held off on it, because you could have been like me, you could have been surprised. <laughs> I don't know
0: what you're listening to these on, you don't see the box art. <laughs>
2: I am. I, I am. I am pulling them off of our repository. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, the ones that are, the ones that were on our repository have the box art. That's
0: why I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. seeing them.
2: Uh, yeah. No, I didn't see the didn't see the artwork at all. So
0: this is a lot of fun. I I, I liked uh, Colonel Shindy. I liked Josh Carter. I thought they all with along with. Uh, Osgood worked very well as a team. Uh, The colonel is just the right amount of old, staunchy military guy and uh, listening to suggestions as they come along. You know, you've always got those kind of hot-headed, hard-nosed military guys that don't want, you know, what they say goes and everything they know is right because they have experience. And then you have the subordinates that are saying, well, maybe we should do this, and they're not listening. But this guy's just enough of that hard-nosed military character, but he listens to Carter and Osgood when they say, well, we should do this or we should try this. And and he's got that perfect balance, and so I really liked that. And then Carter's, Carter's sort of a run-of-the-mill guy, but he's not a redshirt he's kind you know he's smart in the things that he does and 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 says and contributes to the to the story as well
1: i did get a, a and i understood why they did it but i did get a little frustrated with colonel shindy of how he just couldn't quite grasp the concept of what was going on but i it was also a thing of they were doing that to help explain for anybody who can't quite understand you know the situation of well they're there but they're not there how is this really working I obviously understood it pretty quickly and kind of got the concept and was able to, let's go. Okay, let's, but he, so I, the fact that he kept kind of hammering on, I don't really understand how this works. I understand why they did it. I got a little frustrated, but I appreciated that he eventually did learn it and just didn't continuously just the entire time. I don't know how this is working. I don't know what's going on. In fact, I like the fact that it took him a little bit to learn, but then he did adapt and learn.
2: (coughs) I appreciated the fact that we we adapted and learned and continued to adapt and learn. It wasn't just, you know, okay, well, I think I can make this jump, so I can. I think I can run as fast as I can, Uh, you know, which, which, of course, my mindset would have been, well, okay, I think I can fly. Because the minute we've set established this as video game rules, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, screw this running thing, I'm not going to bother with that. But then Osgood being so bloody practical, oh, I wonder if I can see in the dark. Hey, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would not have thought of. I, I just, just, you know... For all you know, I'm patting myself on the back for the, the flying thinking, and then they get down in the tunnel, and she's like, "Oh, you can see just as well in the dark as you can." Oh, you, you, you genius woman! You <laughs> just...
0: finally the osgood that we deserved. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So you know, I appreciated the fact that they just continued to build on that idea, at least in in you know these the small doses with this stuff. Um, which that part of it was just brilliant. I really enjoyed the idea of this kind of exploratory technology that, you know, as a sci-fi concept, that this is how you could explore the galaxy through this VR world, that you just seed the technology out there, even before the Cybermen were involved in the conquering thing. Just what a cool Ooh, what a neat idea, you know. Um, I was a little surprised that they didn't immediately make a time travel assumption. That they put the VR helmet on, they are wandering around this ruined planet, then they get to Piccadilly Circus and realize that it's an alternate Earth. And not one person questioned whether or not it was a future Earth. Uh, yeah. and I, not not that it was important for the yeah. story at all but just unit being unit. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I, I
0: I I agree and I see where you're coming from but I think it's I think it's understood going in that they were going to into an alternate reality or an alternate dimension
1: and so i At think ha- another, obviously another universe yeah
0: another universe there you go and so i think had they done that it would have felt like oh you're trying to pull a planet of the apes thing here it's not going to work uh so i think it would have been too obvious that it wasn't had they included it but I, I i know why you're saying that you're surprised they didn't do that but i think right it, no i think I, it would have been I too obvious to be a
2: plot thread or anything i just yeah. I, I was kind of surprised that a character in character it was sort of an expectation i guess are we sure this isn't a, a you know a time thing as opposed to a dimension thing and osgood could have written it off as a no we're pretty sure it's a dimension thing or well no we don't have any way of knowing let's just hope it isn't and moved on i just you know i just kind of expected somebody to to be pragmatic about that and then you know it kind of was like oh well okay um but, yeah, no, the the whole adventure part of it was really great. And then with the uh, uh, Kate doing her uh, you know, being electrocuted by the supercomputer, you know, not giving up and 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 all that was cool. And then we go back to Sam, and I felt a little lost again because he he's obviously mm-hmm. still dealing with the after effects of this uh, uh, you know tr- uh, from the last episode. Which was cool because I, I uh, you know, other than the VR Hammer, I, I really wasn't expecting much of that first episode to carry over into the second one, even though it was a box set. I kind of assumed it was just a little standalone and, you know, maybe other than some more auctioneer stuff, I didn't think it was going to be a through line. But okay, it is. Great. But then this was kind of the first of the what is the deal with Sam that I'm not aware of because I haven't listened to these other sets. And this is where we first started to get some hints uh, that he was more than human. And I, I don't think it was until the third story that he drops the the Auton line.
0: Uh, is it Sam that's the Auton, or is it Josh? I thought Josh it's was Sam. Or it Josh. No,
2: it's it's Sam, isn't it? It's Sam. Okay. Because
0: okay. um, the wiki says Josh's Auton skeleton was enough to scramble it.
1: That's why. Well, I was, it was, and I thought that I thought what? that it was Josh. Was Josh is the one that was with Osgood. Right, Sam. but
0: it's when they come back through. <sighs> yeah, now that you say that, though, it was Sam. Sam was the reason why they were able to get back. But I, I, I get confused now because well,
1: Sam was getting ahead of ourselves. Traveling to that parallel universe because of the connection he had with the right. first. Well,
0: and that, that was why they were able to get back was because he had made that connection. Right. and Because Kate was trying to uh, break the machine, basically, to take them out of it, to get them back, and she couldn't. The first time it had that self-defense where it it, well, it shocked her, it didn't electrocute her, but it shocked her. And then the second time that she was going to attempt it, I think it had just something to do with the fact that Sam had made that connection to that universe. Now, of course, he was the ultimate bridge that opened the the doorway. Sam was the reason why the doorway opened so that the Cybermen could come through. So that's part of, of the reason why they were he was being used and manipulated. But but anyway, I, I get a little, a little lost after that because Josh was with them and then getting ahead of ourselves, the Colonel and Osgood end up getting cyber converted or partially cyber converted and somebody else did too. But I didn't, know if, was, Josh, I didn't know, know if I that was—I didn't know if that was Sam really or also. Josh.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, All it right. was supposed to be Josh, and then he kind of just drops off and doesn't really do much. Of course, neither does the Colonel after the cyber conversion. But, but see, it's
0: it's Kate and Josh who are together in this. That's why. No, I'm, it's Kate and. I, it's
1: Kate and Sam. I,
0: I think you're wrong, and the reason I think you're wrong is because I remember it that way, and I'm looking at the plot from the wiki, and they're saying it's Josh.
1: Which plot are you looking at?
0: Uh, If you go to actual uh, Code Silver, if you go to that one. I think Josh makes it back first.
1: And he doesn't get converted.
0: Doesn't get converted, and he's helping Kate to bring the others back. When they come through, the Cybermen have come through first, and they end up uh, converting Osgood and the Colonel. I'm looking here real quick. Uh, yeah, so it's Josh that helps stop the uh, the uh, nesting invasion. Spoilers uh, in Earthfall. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're confusing the two because it's it's Josh, according to the wiki, that is the auton or has the oh. auton grafting. So,
2: okay.
1: But it was Sam who was kidnapped in the first story and they definitely and they talk about it Ra- Definitely Ra- was
0: oh. it was def- no, see, I didn't know anything about the Auton stuff until I think it was Code's the next story that we're getting ready yeah, to I review. Think it, I think it was that's the when, third part where that's the when Auton it's Auton revealed itself. That's when it's referred to. And in fact I think that now that I think about it, they that Kate says it must have been because of his Auton skeleton or his Auton because he's an Auton, he wasn't able to be converted, I think was was what it was but again i for a while was mixing the two up in my head because i initially thought it was sam that was with kate but now i'm remembering that it was josh with kate now of course i'm confirming that with the wiki now but not that the wiki couldn't be wrong but
1: see all along i thought it was sam maybe i've
2: been wrong
0: anyway regardless it uh <laughs>
2: irregardless I read rejo- I I enjoyed the story. Yeah, I I, I would agree. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good one.
0: Uh especially the the big reveal and finale and, and that the the Cybermen come through. Um that must have been the real mind-blowing thing for you then, Sean is Yeah.
2: When they, oh, it was... they... Yeah. So <laughs> What Cybermen? Yeah, no, didn't 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 see him coming at all. Didn't see the artwork. Didn't didn't realize it. Did not make the connection. Now once they revealed it, and there were Cybermen, then all of a sudden, unit Cyber. Oh, <laughs> then it clicked. And I almost I almost messaged Keith, dude. Have you listened to this week's homework yet? <laughs> but I. Didn't. But I didn't want to spoil it, because maybe he had made that connection. <laughs> Not knowing that they were on the cover.
0: This episode of Traveling the Vortex is sponsored by Audible.
2: They have audiobooks, they have novelizations, and they have Big Finish. So you can go and try it for free. Here's how. Simply go to audibletrial.com travelingthevortex. Again, that's audibletrial.com travelingthevortex. Sign up for a free one-month trial and dip your toe in Big Finish, and then you will be like us and know what all the hype is about.
0: Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Traveling the Vortex. Sign up today. We've sort of already started talking about it, so let's go ahead and move on to Code Silver.
1: The Cybermen are coming across the barriers between universes, conquering all before them, conquering and converting. As her troops fight for a relentless enemy, Kate battles to lock down the threat. But how long can UNIT resist?
2: Bomb, bomb, bomb!
1: <laughs> That's just going to get progressively well,
0: maybe progressively more enthusiastic.
2: Go ahead, Sean. You start this time. Oh man, this one was phenomenal. <laughs> this is this, this is how you do a base under siege story. Yeah. You do a base under siege. <laughs> yeah, truly. <Yeah. laughs> um, so we're, we're on this oil platform, and the Cybermen are there. Oil platform. And we're going to lock it down. Well, it was a no. It's offshore. the ca- it's that castle from Sea Devils. Yeah, that one. It's
0: the yeah. It's the alternate base where the uh, where they had the master held the first
2: time. Um, and, and, uh, so yeah, it's remote and uh, we're, we're, offshore and we lock it down and then we, we, we play cat and mouse and we have to, you know, run through corridors and air ducts and, and, and hide and storage rooms and, uh, the Cybermen and, and very cool use of alternate universe Cybermen, which gives us new toys to play with. Uh, which was, you know, just brilliant ways of you know, of doing stuff. And man, Cyber Osgood, terrifying. <laughs> like I kept thinking maybe she's still in there and she's just leading the cyber leader on. I thought the I same. I thought the exact same. And I kept waiting for her to pull the rug out from under him. Like she's doing all this, and you know, she's biting time. She's, you know, she's. I need my humanity because, and I'm like, yeah, get him, Osgood, get him. And, and she kept circumventing Kate. And I'm like, well, okay, but she's doing that for a reason, right? And no, we went all the way to <laughs> well, the wire man. and no, no, she's really working with the Cybermen. Damn. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Well,
0: that's what I was with you. I, I, I kept thinking that she kept circumventing Kate because she kept thinking I have to, put the pieces in play and to do that i have to get ahead of kate who's going to continue to try to uh thwart me the entire time so she had i thought she was having to stay in front of kate in order to keep her plan going and yeah yeah,
2: only to find out later that nope (laughs) she was really just trying to help the cybermen Yep. Yeah, I, I I really was expecting that moment, uh, you know, kind of like from, uh, uh, is it Web of Fear, when the, the, the Patrick Troughton says, oh, no, 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 I had him right where I was. you fools, you screwed it all up, I was really <laughs> expecting Osgood to be like, you know, have that moment, no, no, she was just fully converted, and 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 along for the ride there and oh wow look at this i could i could make you more efficient it's like oh no <laughs> I, I had to stop and tell mel because the brilliance of of this so i'm i'm loving the bit in in the uh in the armory where we're going through the okay so the gold bullets are on this shelf <laughs> the silver bullets are on this shelf for werewolves the Really? Well, of course they are. Uh, you know, and we're we're going through all of the stuff because, well, you know, Dad believed in being prepared. And what's this one? Oh, this is an emotion gun, and you know, does this? Okay. Oh, here's we, some acetone.
1: Oh, that probably won't work on these. You know but <laughs> I, bring it I, anyway. I did a fist maybe. pump at that. Yeah. As nice a so base go, reference.
2: Going through all of the stuff, and then. You know, the, the the wonderful, I find most things blow up well with C4, and we're just going to grab grenades.
3: And <laughs> laughing, because, you know, going back
2: to the invasion, we throw grenades down the manhole cover and, you know, run away. But when we got to the point where it was like magnets, magnetized grenades, I fist-pumped. <laughs> because it suddenly dawned on me, all these Cybermen stories... I, I, we've never used a magnet grenade before. Don't they have those where they put the RPG on the end of the gun and they fire them and the magnets shoot off the, and it's like, and it's just a whole bunch of magnet grenades that stick to something and they blow up tanks with them. Why have we never done that before? (laughs) My brain melted because I was like, oh, my God, it's the simplest solution. I've read G.I. Joe comics my whole life. We use them all the time. And those, why have I never thought of this? <laughs> now, I'm willing to write it off as these particular Cybermen from this particular universe because maybe it's one of those metals that, you know, they're like aluminum and they don't really stick to magnets. But, man, I bet all the Cybermen are magnetic. I bet it. I bet it would work. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was just the greatest. Well she
0: uses it once on the cyber controller, doesn't she?
2: Yeah, that's he has what, that's to what repair i repair myself yeah. yeah, and then he repairs. That's what I was so excited about is when she did it, it just was like, Why have we never done this before <laughs> in the history of Doctor Who? They've never used magnet explosives. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great. And then dealing with uh, you know, the little hoops to disrupt the 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 uh, wi-fi signal yo! everything about this was so cool
1: well this is kate being smart and being the scientific person we know she is and the yeah. strategic person we know she is where she's planning and plotting and and a problem solving as she goes and really just shows off how great of a character she is
2: I, I love the fact that it was it was so much of the problem solving, Kate, scientific Kate, and yet still dealing with the reality of losing people in battle, Kate. Yeah. That they weren't just pawns to her, and that got brought up and addressed. And I, there, yeah, no, so much win in this episode. It was fantastic.
1: And I love the effects they used for the Cybermen and the the way. Nicholas Briggs performed the voices where it has that old school sound like the 10th planet sound to them, but still being a very modern version of that mm-hmm. the same exact thing. It was such a well executed uh, voice work. Agreed. i and Sorry, this, why, this,
2: why this, why I prattled on. What no, no, that's anyway? okay.
0: No, that's all right. No. Um, I think one of the things too, that that stood out was I was kind of glad that there was some payoff from the first story with the app Os- osgood realizing that she could use the app that the auctioneers had used or or had oh yeah uh, you know uh dispersed to uh the population that she could end up using that app in order to uh, uh advance the the cybermen's uh plan to take over that was nice and then uh yeah i i i really kind of felt like Josh you know I think we've <laughs> settled down that I, I really yes. think that that Josh Josh kind of gets a chance to really shine in this one and he does seem to be the question man for Kate's answers so that we know what's happening when she's describing the different weaponries and things like that that, that they're gonna mm-hmm. use. Uh, But I'm with you, Shauna, that the, the, you know, stepping through weapon after weapon in order to do what has to be done. I thought that was, that was really cool. Right up to the climax where she's going to use the, the kind of the nuclear option for (laughs) (laughs) pun intended um, in order to uh, finish it for good. So
1: the fact that they take the story to that extreme where she is about to do The nuclear option because they've run out of option, other options. I just, I kept forgetting that the master was supposed to be at the end of this also, and I was like, how are they? This is all in one story. What are they going to do in the next one? And how are they going to get out of this?
0: So, Sean, if you don't see the covers, did you think the doctor was showing up when you heard the TARDIS materializing?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> did you know only the even, War Master was in it? <laughs> I did not know the War Master was in it. But only because we've been in such a huge block of War Master stories that that's where my mind went first. Well,
0: especially since River already went there with the uh, thought that they another Time Lord would just naturally be the Doctor.
2: Yeah. Who yeah. only wants shame on me. I so, <laughs> uh, like no, that like, Kate quickly realizes that it's
1: not the Doctor. Yeah. So yeah. we know pretty quickly, too, they don't try to lead us on. Yeah. Well, the doctor.
0: I like her uh, statement when she says she thinks it. she does think it's the doctor first when she hears initially, the materialization. Initially. And she says, oh, of course, too late this time because she's about to set the thing off. <laughs> and then the master steps out of the TARDIS and, and, <laughs> and disassembles her, her weapon. Just <laughs> pretty much... <laughs> Makes it null and void. I need these parts. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, shall we move on to Master of Worlds? Or is let's, there more about... Nope, cyber, let's, uh, let's move silver. on. The Cybermen are close to victory. A world under cyber control. A new paradigm to expand this cyber race. Fresh from the Time War, the Master arrives in the hour... Of Earth's greatest need. But he really doesn't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much yeah, says that yeah, when he um, shows up too. <laughs> yep.
2: Uh, um, yeah. It, it, it's more of the same. More awesome. Uh, Derek Jacoby is... Uh, rapidly... Becoming, uh, oh, I have to be careful with saying this, but <laughs> he's rapidly becoming my favorite master. Um, just, he's so excellent um, in, in the role and the way that he's able to. Uh, I, I think it helps that we're, we are getting a kind of a, a crash course of, well, let's throw him in with everybody, you know, so he has kind of the opportunity to interact with. All of these different uh who heroes and his uh, his smarminess when dealing with Kate, and his comment about you know, your father had so many opportunities to kill me, he really should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he brings um, so much
1: levity to the situation, even though it's obviously very serious, but it, it, it's been good, it's been good, it's been good, and then it just became incredibly fun,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, I I agree. I agree. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's more uh, Jacoby Master, which I I too am enjoying. Is fast becoming one of my favorite masters. Um, I think that he his quips and as you said the levity that he kind of brings to it works really well for the story, especially as dark and dire as it gets. Uh, The fact that he really doesn't care for the Earth, but he cares about surviving. So he does end up helping Unit for his own means. Um, I like that he's there for these parts that he needs. In fact, he, he uses the same portal to get out of the parallel reality, which I think was weird because we don't have any idea what he was doing in there other than he says, quote, looking for possibilities. So that said, I don't think this story necessarily falls here or has to fall here and I did look doesn't on the have to. I did look on the wiki and they have it falling after the second box set where he gets the fob watch and it doesn't really say why they chose there but I'm really not sure why the author of our graphic that we're going by chose to put this one here and that being said as much as i enjoyed the master in this it's it was almost stunt casting i think for as sean said to put the master in with a lot of our our heroes and 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 just play with the interaction because he's not really that necessary to this story he is the one that does the He makes the the hard choices easy with killing the the head of the uh, uh, auctioneers. Uh, He does make it easy to do the seedy under things that he ends up doing that Unit probably couldn't go that far to do. But he's not really all that necessary for the story overall. I think you could have easily used something or somebody else as as a mechanism in this but maybe that's just me i'm not i'm not sad that he was there i was i'm glad i ab- absolutely enjoyed it but i just just didn't feel like that it felt like he was necessary
1: i could see that um and i can it seem like i can agree i agree with your sentiment about the placement of the the story and the timeline of this as far as the time war goes mm-hmm. I mean, it's really ambiguous. so you don't really... It could go either before he starts going to look for the genetic stuff uh, for Volume 3 of the War Master, or it could be him looking for the next opportunity after that. I mean, it can go really anywhere. It doesn't have to go right where we put it. Yeah. And yeah, as as far as... He's useful, and he take he winds up solving the day, saving the day at the end of it, which is kind of a, a fun thing to see the Master, even though it's just so he can you know get back to his TARDIS and so survive. So he can survive, yeah. <laughs> it's still kind of fun to see him kind of play the good guy. And yeah, it's stunt casting, but Jacoby is so delightful to listen to that I'm okay with it.
2: <laughs> I think that might be the only reason that it works plot wise is because once we establish that Osgood has not been able to stand up to the cyber control, uh, the cyber conversion, then we need somebody who can stand up to it. Yeah. And the master does fit that bill. So we get him converted and then he can pull what we all kind of assumed Osgood was going to do. Yeah. And uh, because we don't have anybody else that, that fits that, you know, on, on staff, as it were, uh, which was another. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you're looking for a scientific advisor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a vacancy. <laughs> ah! um, but, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's really kind of the only reason. To, to, to have him there other than the stun casting part of it is is that he he suddenly becomes the cog that fits in that hole um and the rest of it is just yeah running about and doing stuff and i loved his his rationale where after he offs the head of the the auctioneers and kate's mad at him about it he says well she might have been useful he goes oh so you're 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 upset is you were it's a what did, what did he say? It's Academic. Pragmatic. It's pragmatic. Yeah. You know, you're you're only upset because she could have been useful to you, and I was like, oh, that is a low blow, and he is not wrong. <laughs> 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 and, and and that's one of the things that I I love about the way Jacoby plays him is he he is so not evil. He is. I mean, don't get me wrong, he is. But whereas you know with with some of the stories like when he's committing arson for the sake of committing arson (laughs) and then some of the stories here where he he, there there is very much a method to the madness and there's 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 a rationale behind everything he does and and he'll call you out on it it's like no 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 no. that's not the way this works (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just so good um I, overall, I've I found this to be an extremely satisfying conclusion to the to not only the box set but to this story. Uh, the, the way that they managed to work it out and uh, kind of turn the tables on the on the Cybermen, um, it didn't necessarily feel like a deuce Ex Machina, which so many times when you get into these kind of, oh wow, how are you going to get out of this? And then oh that way, okay, um, which I guess technically it, it, yes, it, it, it's yeah. All it, it is, it like is, it. but
0: yeah, it, uh, there's a lot of times that, that they go that route and you feel like, oh God, okay, here we are again. But this one, they at least do it in such a way that you're not, you're still satisfied by the solution. Yeah, Yeah.
2: And there's still some ramifications from it. I mean, right. they're still dealing with the fact that, well, we've got some cleanup work to do, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of uh, cute that Osgood is actually mildly thrilled that she met the master (laughs) and and, and survived. And survived, yeah.
1: So the wiki points out that, you know, the master says he'll have to kill Kate another time. But when he said it, I thought he was talking to Osgood. Oh. Because he was holding her captive, you know, to get into his TARDIS. And I thought. Oh, I'll, I'll have to kill you another time. Referencing death in heaven. Yeah, yeah. More so than Kate.
0: You're right. Although Missy does try to kill Kate too, so. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so still tries still works to kill everyone. So <laughs> it works both ways. Right. But
1: he actually succeeds in <laughs> death in with, with Osgood.
0: So I think overall, I think that the 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 entire box set. Is it's it's a good build up um, and the action is really good. Um, I think I disagree that the momentum sticks around through this one. I I enjoyed the last story, but I really felt like the 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 cream of the crop was the, the was the prior one, the Code Silver. But this was a satisfactory ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like the master was probably unnecessary, but I don't regret the fact that he was there. I do, however, think that. This whole box set is unnecessary for other than the fact that the War Master is in it. And it's during, you know, this is to be the Time War Master. I think it's completely irrelevant to the Time War, no matter what he was doing in that. If they had told us at least what he was doing in that parallel universe or given a reason for him being there. And connected that at the time war i'd have been all behind it and said okay this was absolutely necessary to be in here even for a dropped line but there's not even a dropped line as to why he's there yeah. and so i think that that that's i think it week. this is one with some you know hindsight's 2020 20, but with some foreknowledge i think this was one week probably i'm glad we listened to it because it number one it was a nice step away from what we've been getting um it, you know it gets us away from the time war it gets to do something else number two it's unit it's kate's osgood it's it's you know really well done it's an enjoyable story but hindsight's 2020 20, when you're doing the time war <laughs> chronology this one could probably be
1: skipped yeah or at least moved way forward in the timeline like some of the other ones that didn't necessarily tie in as much sure yeah.
2: i have to concur um un- unless the specifically alternate universe or parallel universe uh i'm racking my brain trying to figure out what that is in reference to and so far with what we have been given in the time war i i don't think it's been revealed to us i i think it's just meant to be that he was off doing something. It, and it, if that's the case, then it doesn't really fit for
0: it, me. It was just a way to get him into this story, I think, simply. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so, it yeah. It almost
1: would have been better if he had, hadn't actually come through the wormhole and just popped in because he something popped up in his TARDIS that was, oh, this is about to happen. Oh, I can go steal this part because I right. it's something like that. Right. Would have been. Oh, better suited to try to make it fit and make more sense in fact
0: when he shows up at the end of code silver i th- sort of thought that that's why he was there was to get some parts for something that he was you know going to use or give to the time lords for the for the time war but they didn't go there
2: even if he's, you know especially you're, you're here behind the you know deal with the Cyber. oh are there the cybermen here i don't hear that <laughs> Even that would have been fine, you know, just right. a, having yeah. a coincidence, okay.
3: Right. Hello, fellow time travelers, and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Witt, and every two weeks or so, I'm joined by a two- to three-person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979. That would be me
0: All right. Well, Sean, what have we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule is
2: more time war, at least in theory, <laughs> but not at first, uh, because uh, coming up, uh, well, uh, at least uh, what we've been told is this uh, Easter Sunday is a uh, new new who. Uh, Legend of the Sea Devils, Jodie Whittaker and the Fam Return, New Doctor Who on the TV. Yay! Yay! And uh, so we will be covering that as well as taking a look at the recently released Galaxy 4 animation. Uh, now, of course, we've already reviewed Galaxy 4 as a story, so we'll be primarily just talking about the animated episodes that... Uh, that uh, BBC has put out, but uh, you can look for both of those stories next week. When uh, we're not going to cover. we're not going to make you wait on those. And then we will be back with uh, some more time war stories. We're going to do the Warmaster box set, Hearts of Darkness, which is officially the Warmaster 5. And then roll back to the Warmaster 4, Anti-Genesis, uh, so four more Big Finish stories, and then four more Big Finish stories. There's a lot of Big Finish coming up.
0: A lot of Big Finish. Almost all of
2: almost all of this year is Big Finish. Almost
0: all. <laughs> all Big Finish all the time. Be sure to check out the website, travelingvortex.com, for updates. If you get any value out of this podcast, why not consider putting some value back into it? You can do that by clicking on the patron link on our website. Also, please consider giving us a five-star review wherever you subscribe to this podcast. And make sure you join in the conversations in our listeners forum on Facebook. If there's nothing else uh, this week to cover, until next time, I'm Glenn.
2: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you